Macfarlane had begun to lose hope, for this year at least. Professor! Professor! He stood, rubbing his back again, as he heard his name being called. One of the young volunteers from the university, who augmented his paid staff, was running through the excavation, waving as she saw him. He frowned. An archaeological dig was no place to be moving so recklessly. A slight misstep could ruin weeks of patient work. Then he recognised her as Audrey, one of his favourites, and his expression softened. She was young. The young were often reckless. She drew level with him and stood, shoulders heaving, as she recovered her breath. Well, Audrey, what is it? he said, after giving her a little time. Still panting, she pointed down the hill toward the river Tarb. Across the river, she said, among a tangle of trees and bushes, we found the outline of an ancient cabin. He shrugged, not excited by this revelation. There was a village down there, he said. It's not surprising. But Audrey was shaking her head and grasped his arm to lead him down the hill. It's way outside the village limits, she said. It was on its own. You must come and see it. Macfarlane hesitated. It would be a long walk downhill, and an even longer one back up. Then he shrugged mentally. Enthusiasm like Audrey's should be encouraged, he thought, not stifled. He allowed the girl to lead him down the rough, zigzag path. They crossed the old bridge that spanned the river. Never one to miss a chance to teach, he indicated to the girl how the supports at either end were much older than the middle span. The middle section is much newer, he said. These bridges were designed so that the centre span could be removed or destroyed in the event of an attack. Normally, Audrey would have hung on his every word. The professor was a personal hero for her, but today she was in a fever of excitement to show him her find. Yes, yes, she said distractedly, urging him on. He smiled indulgently as she tugged at his sleeve, leading him away from the remains of the ancient village. The going became tougher as they entered the forest and had to make their way along a narrow path, through the close-growing large trees and unkempt undergrowth. Finally, Audrey turned off the path and, bending double, forced a way through a tangle of vines and creepers. Macfarlane followed awkwardly, then stood in some amazement as he found himself in a small clearing, surrounded by ancient oaks and more modern dogwood. How on earth did you find this? he asked. Audrey blushed. Oh, I, ah, uh, needed a little privacy, you know, she said awkwardly. He nodded, waving a hand. Say no more. She led him forward and, looking where she pointed, his practised eye could see the unmistakable outline of a small hut or cabin. Most of the structure had rotted away, of course, but there were still a few vestiges of the upright columns remaining. Oak, he said, it'll last for centuries. The outlines of the rooms and dividing walls could still be made out. Faint signs imprinted into the ground itself over the centuries even though the original structure was long gone, and the flattened, level ground of the interior floor was all too obvious. 
There may have been a stable at the rear, she said, her voice hushed in this ancient place. I found a few metal pieces, bits and what might have been harness buckles, and the remains of a bucket. Macfarlane turned in a slow circle, studying the dim outline of the building. It's a different layout to the village houses, he said, almost to himself. Completely different. He took a couple of steps, intent on making a rough measurement of the cabin's dimensions, then stopped suddenly. Did you hear that? Audrey nodded, eyes wide. Your last step. It sounded as if the ground were hollow. They dropped to their knees together and scrabbled at the dirt and leaf mould. Audrey wrapped her knuckles on the ground, and again they heard the sound of a hollow space beneath. Macfarlane never moved anywhere without a small hand spade in his hand.